That'd be fun. Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. Looking beautiful and blue there. Your eyes are really popping today. How are you feeling? I really feel like they are. Sometimes it's based on the weather. The weather is, uh, anyone who joined us for the deep dive last night, there was a tornado in town, apparently. The tornado sirens went off during live recording. It was a harrowing experience, uh, nothing but some down branches and our basketball hoop did tip over. So That's I got to I gotta just put that back up. The trampoline remains. It did not blow away, but uh, otherwise, yeah, heavy winds last pirate night. Pirate ship's okay? Pirate, pirate ship is solid. Solid as a rock. I'm not worried about that at all. But yes, we're back. I had a winning day in college basketball, not by much, but uh, I don't know. If you went four and three for the rest of your life, would you really complain? What if you made like seven tenths of a unit, 365 days a year? <laughs> I'd take that with a handshake, a smile, and a bowl of Cheerios. I'd be more than happy with that. So a little bit of a winner and uh, kind of a never in doubter until the end on the plus 20 in Omaha, they were leading it. This was a 20 point underdog noobs. They were leading at halftime. They really, really poured their guts out there in the first half. So, uh, yeah, we'll have some more college basketball. As you know, I am a volume guy. Now I always will be a volume guy. I'm going to, I guess, what, what's a good goal. If I'm going to play 30 over a weekend, I'm going to play another 50 during the week. There's like 10, 12, 15. Wins. Like I'm, I'm going to shoot for like 600 bets this year. I usually I make two, Two to 300. I'm going to try to double it this year. I'm going to really go all in on this volume thing. I'm just going to play all my edges. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm going to play all dream of them. Dream as so. big as you can dream and then double it. I am dreaming really big this year. So, without, uh, with, uh, let's start this over. Dan, just kill the stream. I kind of made a mistake there. We'll edit that out. But, uh, yeah, we'll start, uh, we'll start with the NBA and with some football like we always do. So, the NBA slate exists today and noops has given me some notes on it even today so i'm uh fully prepared for this you have one bet but you want to go through some of the other games before we do get to college hoops today fire away that's uh you know a smaller slate today again it's thursday and i don't think we have any games on tnt they're still afraid of the nfl but that's okay a lot of basketball here for us to watch you know i, I will get to the pistons here in a second that's a pick that i do like but a couple other games tonight the big game i think will be the sixers my philadelphia 76ers playing the brooklyn nets but it's just kind of a question of which team do you hate least if you're looking for someone to bet here you know the 76ers they're playing a three and four a back-to-back -back, you know 37 minutes for Embiid and Tobias Harris last night, 33 minutes for Seth Curry, and 42 for Maxi. And what was kind of a tough, hard-fought game. You look at the Nets, they're missing just about everybody besides Kevin Durant and a few other guys. So, you know, despite how good the Nets have been in some of these spots, even, you know, kind of just leaning on Kevin Durant all season, they've been really solid against some of the better teams. I just can't get my, my head around it. It's just too bad of a spot for them. I don't know, Andy, did you have anything on the Nets or the Sixers? No, I'm just kind of waiting to see who plays. The 76ers <laughs> have been a little bit of your kryptonite as far as if you make a bet on a game and the 76ers are involved, there's usually some sort of late scratch or some sort of injury news that bites you late. So I more than respect your decision to abstain from that game. 
Yeah, Bulls-Raptors, don't freak out. That got postponed. Knicks-Rockets should be pretty interesting. You know, the market power rankings have this a little bit of value on the Knicks. Um, I'm sorry, a little bit of value on the Rockets here at plus five and a half. But the Rockets, it's a three and four, a five and seven, a six and nine, a back-to-back, and just a really funny kind of schedule. You know, we talked about what we could come up with a nickname for a one-game road trip, Andy, but this is a one-game homestand. Um, They come home after a three-game road trip, then head back out for another five games. It's just tough to get excited about a Knicks team that just, I mean, you look at some of their ratings the last couple of weeks, it's like a water, like a stone dropping in water. It's just tremendous how poorly they played the last few weeks. So I would like to back Houston here, but just a really bad spot. Then the Wizards and the Suns, you know, I look at this, I have this basically right on the number. You look at the way the closing lines have settled pretty much right there. Three and four back to back for the Wiz, three and four for the Suns, who are probably due to maybe rest Chris Paul here at some point. Again, nothing I've heard, just kind of little conjecture. I, I don't know. It's it's a funky spot here for Phoenix. Would like to back them against a bad Wizards team, but again, the number looks right to me. But we do finally have one pick, and we're going to go against the Indiana Pacers, which if you're in the NBA chat with us, you know how I feel about the Indiana Pacers. There is a, a picture that floats around with a lot of expletives that uh, describe my feelings about the Pacers. But even if I put that inside, this is just put that aside. This is a great spot for the Pistons. They get some extra rest here. Their game on Tuesday against the Bulls was postponed. So they come in here really fresh. The Pacers, again, played last night. This will be their third game in four nights. And, you know, although the Pacers have been playing a little bit better, as you start to dig into some things the last couple of weeks, you know, they beat the Bucks, they beat the Warriors, they beat some other big name teams. But if you look, big players were missing. There were really tough schedule spots for them. I think the market at this point is starting to overreact to a little a little bit to some increased ratings, some better performances against big name teams, but not necessarily big name teams at their best. This Pistons team, you know, it's a young group, still one of the worst teams in the league, but they continue to play better. They continue to gel. Kate Cunningham is making a real difference, and they've done well with some of these big numbers here. So let's take the 10 points of the Pistons, Andy. Yeah, a bit of a scary proposition, taking a – bottom of the barrel franchise right now as far as power ratings but uh that's how that's why they invented handicaps alex not betting on them to win we just that's need right. them to keep close and don't just say I'm a lot of nice fr- things about a team getting 10 points in an nba game <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm very familiar with the concept of betting out of points uh, a team with a lot of points yeah maybe maybe keep your ear to the ground for that chris paul news would you if, if chris paul was announced out right now and somebody was lagging in the market would you bet the wizards at the current price Probably not. I mean, I guess you're right. If I could catch a <laughs> I stale number, and I know I can buy it on the other end, but I'm not betting the Wizards, thinking yeah. they're going to win. That's fair. And then, yeah, the Knicks thing. I think the Knicks are just going to be overrated as long as people still remember that one playoff game they won last year. <laughs> it might t- it might take a few more weeks for their power rating to come back down to normal. People were jacked. I mean, Knicks fans, rightfully so, I guess. It, it's been a while since they had something to be excited about. Uh but I digress, and we move on to the amateur the amateur hour over here with me because this is the amateur version of that sport, the college hoops. Again, a bit of a volume day. I was a little worried I wouldn't have a bet today. So I looked, there's not that many games on the slate. And then, lo and behold, I had seven because I am, again, caution to the wind, playing my edges, Doing a little bit of due diligence, obviously, to make sure I'm not making stupid, stupid bets. But Incarnate Word is a, a game that starts, I want to say, and I'm checking this right now, like now. Uh, I believe it starts in like 30 minutes from now, legitimately. This is in 1215 
Eastern time game. It is happening day. So look for everybody on Twitter to be betting this game because it's a day game and people love getting in on this. I bet this at 17 and a half off the early line. I put 16 because it's moved. Like I, I hopefully those points don't come back to bite some people who took this late, but um uh, again, w- what can you say nice about a team getting this many points? You're not supposed to be able to say that many nice things about uh, Incarnate Word. They're not a very good team. Rice doesn't really have a look-ahead spot. If anything, the Word has a look-ahead spot. They got to play Purdue. But either way, I can't get this number out to where it's currently at, so I'm, I'm fine taking this, despite the fact that, again, it's a it's a pretty rough team. You're just getting a an S load of points, and that's what I'm looking for when I'm betting teams like this. Uh, double dipped, which did not work yesterday. Both of my double dips yesterday, I believe, split, which is better than the alternative of going 0 and 2. But uh, yeah, one I won the side, lost the total. The other one I lost the total, won the side. But in this one, I did take Tennessee State. I'm not even sure I have them up right now. There's so many games going on, and there's so many Tennessee schools. But, yeah, Tennessee State is a favorite over Charleston Southern on the road here. Tennessee State, again, not a great team. Neither of these – this is a this is kind of a bottom-of-the-barrel matchup as well. Both of these teams are bottom 50 teams in the world. But Tennessee State at least shoots the three-ball nicely, and Charleston Southern does not defend the three-ball very well. In fact, they have a bottom 20 defense, a bottom 15 offense. They're just not a very good team, which is why I'm also on the under. I I don't know why this is this close. I ha- I expect Tennessee State to win this and kind of do it on the back of their defense by keeping Southern from scoring. So hopefully I can get a double dip for once here. But yeah, I have Tennessee State favored by more than this, and I, I expect this total land somewhere in the 130s rather. And then this, I almost wanted to have Dan put this at the end so I can do a little bit of a disclaimer. Yes, Chicago State is on the card. And yes, they absolutely took me, <laughs> lashed me to a barrel. You know the scene from You're Pulp ready Fiction. for more pain. It's And now this total is like six points lower as well. It should be. They should be dropping these totals. This should be lower. Uh, I mean, I, I went through this last time. Chicago State, slow pace, lots of turnovers, can't score. They do have some better players. They're going to be favored in games against low-level teams this year instead of being a 30-point dog to everybody. But IUPUI is kind of in the same boat as them. They have the third-to-worst offense in the league. So you were looking at the fourth and third-worst offenses in all of the land going at it with each other, teams that turn the ball over a lot, teams that don't particularly rebound that well. And yeah, this totals around 120. I almost just left it off just because of the pain. You know, the, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, you, you see people do this and this is a big thing in gambling Twitter. Oh, this team's on my blacklist. This team is crossed. I'm not betting this team anymore, which is a dumb thing to do. But to be fair, if you have some context for it, it might not be. And the context in this case was Chicago State was fouling. Down by 13 with like a minute and a half left. That could be enough context to actually say, should not be making certain types of bets on a team if this is what they're going to do in end of game situations. So I guess best case scenario for me is that Chicago State is leading this the spread isn't very big either. They have a decent chance of winning this game. So hopefully Chicago State's either down by 25 or they're winning this game. 
if I have another one of these where there's 90 points with three minutes left and this goes over, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, Oral Roberts, UT Arlington. The rest of these are just unders. Again, this is a very, very, very low offense for me. They can't make threes. They don't make free throws. They don't make anything. And Oral Roberts is a better team. Decent offense. But again, this is a this is a, another team here who so doesn't make their free throws all that well, doesn't get offensive rebounds. I like this under. I have this one in the 130s. Stetson, <clears throat> the Hatters of DeLand, Florida, and Car- Charleston. Not not Charleston Southern. I've been on both Charleston schools. Yeah, Charleston Southern awesome. and College of Charleston. Boy, if, if you mix up and bet the wrong under, you can't. I'm, I'm on the under on both Charleston schools. So, yeah, this is a, another one, like, both – both teams, not great shooting. Charleston has a very, in fact, it's one of the fastest paces in the league. They have a great pace. I don't, I don't really rate that as uh, something that's going to help this get over 150. They've played a couple of overtime games to pump up some of the stats. If you normalize that and take that out, I still have this. At, uh, uh, even even if I put the overtime stats in here. I still have this in the 140s. So Charleston should be ahead. I, I kind of expect this to be a, a little more of a blowout than uh, it is currently lying. So hopefully that's the case. And we get just, you know, a nice, quick, what do, you, what do you call that at the end of the game where both teams are just resigned to their fates and we get done with this? They just dribble at the clock. Yeah, just dribble, dribble this stuff up. Make it happen. And the final one is UTEP, McNeese State, the Miners. Uh, taking on McNeese. McNeese is a very, very, very low-level team. They shoot the ball very, very poorly. They don't make threes. I think they're they might be dead last in free throws. What What do you think dead last in free throws looks like as far as a percentage in college basketball, Alex, for a team? Fifty-three percent. Yeah, they shoot fifty-five. You were really close. <laughs> they are. Me. Third to worst. So two teams oh are actually God, worse than terrible. 55%. So, yeah, if you're not making your bunnies, you're, you're shooting three-pointers at 25% as a clip, and you're playing a better team who actually both these teams, um, UTEP has a top 100 defense. I think they throttle McNeese, and we have another one of these dribble it out, end up in the high 120s, low 130s. So, um, yeah, it looks like five unders, an underdog, and a small favorite for me today. Let's do it. And uh, – yeah, let's head back to the fuzzy to France. Le Mans. Unfortunately, something we've heard before. Um, again, these tournaments are tough. They're all happening right now. Um, just one match. Again, we talked about this yesterday, and I believe the day before. Christina Buxa, the Spaniard, having a great indoor season here. I just really like her opportunity to beat Kracheva today. Um, that looks like that starts in about an hour. We're finally going to get that underway, I believe. And I think that was all we had. I can't remember if there was anything else I had from this morning. But no, nothing else. Again, just a couple lines out so far. So, you know, as I've said the last couple of days, a little bit underrated on hard courts. Again, it just happens a lot with these Spanish players. It can be a good angle a lot of times. But Gracheva, a little more solid player. I think we're getting some value based on Gracheva's ranking, based on kind of, again, it's her general year of play but i love Buska here plus 200 that should still be around so check you might have already done that the last couple days again but should finally get underway in about an hour i like these these early afternoon ones for sure that's good you got to fill the time i mean we'll get that it, should, it might even start a little bit towards the end of incarnate words so we do that a little tennis i was just going. gonna say you you've, you've flow from a low level southland basketball game 
right into French women's tennis. And then you take a little break, you do a little siesta, take a nap, and you wake up and there's a football game on tonight. There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of this technically too, if you want, and some of these are against, it looks like these are both against teams, like D3 teams, like there's some bye games, but a couple of teams do play 3 p.m. Central games today too. So there's some afternoon basketball that you might not be able to even find a stream on, but tonight this will be on TV, I'm sure. I'm almost sure. So. Chiefs, Chargers, the Chargers with an opportunity to steal the division lead with a win here. But uh, tough task as KC has won a bunch of games in a row. And uh, as I talked about in the deep dive last night, do not think this offense is back. I think it's very good against the Raiders who match up horribly against them. And I do have a little bit on the under here. So I took a position on this game. I will obviously tail somebody's first touchdown leaders. I'll obviously bet the second half at halftime and I'll have a prize picks entry to close the show. But yeah, other than that, just uh, kind of keep an eye on the injuries. Eckler, um, Derwin James, Asante Samuel are questionable. <clears throat> Sounds like those are going to be kind of game time decision things. Uh, the Chiefs are going to be missing a couple players. Generic, uh, excuse me, Legarius Sneed is out due to uh, a death in the family. And then Willie Gay is also on the reserve COVID list. So, uh, and obviously Chris Jones, that's a pretty big one too. So they're missing some defensive players on both sides. And I took it under. So congrats to me missing. Love it to I think I have under 51 too. It's moved the wrong way. Um, take me through the first touchdown score. So tell me what I'm betting tonight. Small, small list. You know, this is another game where we have teams that just you got a few guys that really soak up a lot of the targets here. It's always tough betting first touchdown score with the Chiefs because you've got Tyreek Hill, you've got Travis Kelsey. The two running backs have really been splitting up work here, but the prices again continue to be close to single digits. Thought about maybe Daryl Williams, but I don't know if necessarily this is a great matchup for him. Could be a good night for Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, who's been playing a little bit more lately. You look on the other side of the ball, the Chargers again, you've got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to draw a lot of attention. But as you start to look at it, they're not actually kind of top in the teams in, in terms of red zone targets. Both of these tight ends, Jared Cook and Parham, I believe they're third and fourth. One of them might be pushing up again the last couple weeks. So, you know, when the Chargers get down close to the red zone, as much work as Eckler and those receivers get, there's a lot of plays being drawn up and a lot of opportunities for these tight ends. So I'll start at the top and the bottom of the list. Cook, 20 to 1, Parham down there, 35 to 1, both of our Chargers tight ends. Again, the Chiefs, it's a really great matchup for Kelsey. Put Kelsey in DFS, you know, maybe use him for some same game parlay and stuff like that. I certainly expect him to score a touchdown, if not the first touchdown. Obviously, if I'd pick somebody tonight, that would be kind of my one name out, regardless of odds, would be Travis Kelsey. So, again, but can't bet on him. He's seven to one, eight to one in different places. It's just, it's not a good enough number. So, we'll skip the Chiefs' tight ends and go to the quarterbacks. This is another matchup where both of these defenses have given up touchdowns to quarterbacks. Again, a little hesitant with Mahomes getting one last week that should maybe give him a little more attention. You know, in terms of doing film study this week, I'm sure the Chargers are looking for that a little bit more. Um, but it's a short week, so maybe I don't have enough time to adjust. Either way, I'm playing Mahomes at 20 to 1 or better every chance I get. 23 is the best number out there. 20 to 1, you should be able to do easily. And Justin Herbert, we're still finding him in the 30s. Again, 20 to 1 or better looks pretty good on him. He's got two if two or three. I can't remember rushing touchdowns already this year. But again, he's pretty high in terms of red zone rushing attempts. You know, once you get past Eckler, who again has the lion's share, but maybe he won't be in tonight. And I guess if he's not in, maybe look at some Josh Kelly. Maybe if we want to grab that, if you 
think he's not going to be in, but I'm not interested mm-hmm. in playing the injury game. So two two tight ends, two quarterbacks, just four names. Nice and simple tonight. And th- this market will be open by the time you find out on Eckler. Like it's right. not like they announce it as the coins flipped. Like you, you'll have ten minutes. Like if if you want to play the running back backup running back game, you see people do this every week. Like people who are putting. Um, all when all a couple of tight ends were dinged out, somebody played some tight ends at like hundred to one. You you can play that game. You just have to pay attention. So kind of watch out, there. watch out for the Eckler in. news. Yeah, if you see the Eckler news and you have time, it might be time to take. Who is it? Kelly? Who's the other one? I Josh Kelly remember. and Justin Jackson. Jackson, that's it. Yeah, those you might want to add those guys if you do hear Eckler is out. Um, you kind of did my job for me. You said all the nice things you could about uh, Jared Cook. God, all I can think about with him is that fumble when he was with a different team. Obviously, boy, that was that was a very costly fumble for that team. It. Yeah, they were beating the. I mean, they were going. That would that would have changed who won the Super Bowl that year, absolutely, because uh, that would have taken care of the Bucks for that season. Uh, but yeah, Jared Cook is your target leader for tight ends. He's great. I've been I've taken to playing these fantasy totals a little more in price picks. I've been better at this behind the scenes even. I've I've been a little better at this. So I have CEH over his 12 fantasy points combined with Jared Cook over six fantasy points. Cook is getting plenty of targets. The Chiefs aren't great against tight ends. They're not horrid, but they're not great. And then obviously Clyde Edwards Lair is splitting carries. He's splitting snaps. We've even seen a little bit more gore than I would like for this in the last game, but it is the Chargers. I think all the running backs are more than happy to uh, to chip in here against this very suspect rush defense. If Andy Reid has half a brain, and I believe he does, he will lean on the run despite having you know Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and the cavalcade of receivers who caught balls last week as they really did spread it around. Uh, but one of those people they do spread it around to is Clyde Odertzler. I expect him to get a few catches. He is heavily targeted as far as running backs go. So him over 12 fantasy points and Cook over six. Basically, Cook Cook catches his first touchdown. That leg's taken care of because it's full PPR plus the touchdown. He'd have seven uh, even if he didn't get more than one yard on that. So he'd have 7.1 right off the bat. So looking for Cook to catch a one-yard one touchdown and then Hilaire to house the next one, and then I can turn the TV off because my under will be dead. <laughs> and it won't matter at that point either. Well, so. the nice part about unders. They, they, they have a chance to end before the game's over. I mean, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's never under. <laughs> it is never under until it's over, though. That is a thing. So, all right. Well, I enjoy... I'd enjoyed you guys, except that there's we have these bots that are putting like Vark Tech in the chat. I don't know what that's all about. It's a it's a weird thing. Beverly Francis, I don't think you're a real person. Patrick Leg Show, Dan, I know you guys are. Hopefully you can hit the thumbs up on the way out. If you're not subscribed already, do. If you're not following Noops on the Metsperts app, you should. It's Alex Christensen on the Betsford app. If you want to get his NBA plays direct, I mean, you can set up notifications where you can just say, all I want in my life from the Betsford app is to get Alex's notification. So when he plays a basketball game, I get a ping on my phone and I can get the best of the number with him because he's a CLV king. I'll tell you that. Except with the Sixers. Don't bet a Sixers picks. <laughs> and on that, we'll, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, huh?